Hello, what's up? What's up, income builders? Uh, Flavio here for another episode of uh, Side Business Launch Podcast. And uh, today we are uh, tackling uh, a very uh, good conversation, um, basically starting out with a local-based uh, business, nine tips for uh, starting out a local-based business. And these nine tips are designed to get you earning income right away. So hopefully you are well. Hopefully you've been uh, busy on uh, building your income streams. And, and that's really what I'm passionate about, as you know, if you've listened to the podcast before. And, um, you know, hopefully you are staying busy and building up those income streams and getting more than one, uh, which is very, very key. Uh, so you don't depend on just one income stream all the time because you don't know what life is going to throw at you. So with these uh, tips, I've uh, done the majority of these out of experience. Some of them I've done for clients while freelancing. And uh, if you go back to episode two, uh, that's an episode that I did with a good friend, uh, Michael Oliveris, who um, has had a, a business for a very long time as a uh, DJ, mobile DJ, mainly doing weddings and, and other events like that. And that's how I started out in the business. So that's why we decided to do that episode together. Um, but that was my first taste of business um, in my life was, was doing that back in 2004 is when I started my first business, which was a mobile DJ business. And up until last year, I was still operating it uh, fully. Um, early last year is kind of when I start, uh, or I should say stopped uh, taking on uh, gigs as I got you know way more uh, busy online with my uh, business and, and took a lot of it online. But um, I still have the equipment, still the ability to run that business if I wish. So that's still an option all the time. Uh, but I just stopped doing marketing for it and everything and focused my efforts on my online ventures. Um, but nonetheless, that is a business that for years and years, since 2004, every single year has been very consistent in earning me an extra side hustle income. So local-based businesses are very good to get started with, um, very good to keep. There's nothing wrong with them. Not You don't have to do your business only online. Uh, I think the interesting thing is that you can do, you can take a lot of your digital marketing and online marketing type tactics that, you know, either I talk about here on my YouTube channel and my group or even other gurus out there talk about, and you can incorporate all of that into a local based business. So, you know, knowing what I know now about digital marketing, about landing pages and videos and webinars and all these different things, um, if I was going to continue forward with the DJ business full speed, those are all things that I would incorporate, which I believe would also set me apart from a lot of other uh, mobile DJs that are not doing these things because they just don't, you know, maybe they're not marketing savvy, um, don't know a whole lot about social media and ads and webinars and funnels and things like that. But knowing what I know about all those things, um, that's what, what I would do uh, would be to utilize those. I'm not going to go in detail about those in this episode, because again, these are just the nine basics to get going, uh, building blocks to start a local business, literally like in a week, you can have all these items done like very quickly and have a legitimate business ready to go. Now, I will also say when you start a local based business, you don't have to have every single building block in tact. You don't have to have your uh, perfect name and you don't have to take out an LLC. And, and and I'm not an attorney or a CPA and I didn't play one on TV either. Um, but my thought is you can start off just as an individual. 
Um, you know, you don't need to have a business right away. Of course, it depends what the business is. If it's high liability, probably so, or at the least you can just get, um, you know, insurance. But I say that because a lot of people spend a lot of time, um, you know, trying to get all their ducks in a row and then they never launch. Um, you know, you just never, ever do anything. So just start off as a sole proprietorship. That's why that exists. You know, I didn't create it. America has created it. It's, it's, it's such a thing here in the country for that reason. You can operate as a sole proprietor. As you grow, then you can form an actual company once you know you're going to stick with it and you're actually getting sales and you know it's a legitimate business. You know, when I started out in 2004 as a um, mobile DJ, um, I was not a business right away. I was just a sole uh, proprietor. And, you know, any money that I made, I claimed on my regular taxes, um, you know, as extra income. And, you know, you can do a Schedule C for it still and, and write off and all that. And for you listeners outside United States, you'll have to get advice elsewhere. But for in the United States, that's all you have to do. And then after, I don't remember when it was, actually, it might have been couple of years down the line, that's when I took it more seriously and made it an LLC and, and all that. So just don't get caught up in that. You don't need to do tons of things right away. Um, make sure you're going to stick with it. Make sure you get proof of concept, proof of sales, and then move on and make things a little more serious and get, you know, LLC or a corporation or whatever. At that point, get the right advice from, um, you know, a CPA and uh, move forward uh, with whatever makes sense. But when we're talking about local-based businesses, you know, there's so many different things you can do. And sometimes it can go off of your talents, you know, it might be tutoring your guitar lessons if you're good at that. If you can play the guitar or piano very well, I guarantee you in your town and city, there's plenty of room for you to offer lessons to kids and adults alike who want to learn that instrument. You have a talent that many people wish they had. So utilize that. Um, you know, perhaps you can offer uh, landscaping or flooring or handyman services or uh, marketing, uh, wedding and party services. I already mentioned DJ. There's a lot of other similar ones that would fall into that. Things like photographer um, services around pets, um, you know, cleaning businesses and any, uh, you know, a version of cleaning. You know, there's a lot of different things you can do, but basically any service that you can provide to a person, you know, so residential or to um, a business, then uh, that's something you want to look at. And the more specific you are, um, the, the better it can be for, you know, cornering that market and getting business. But, you know, search around, you know, uh, online, do a little bit of research and see, um, you know, some of the services in your area, see what's, uh, what's hot out there and, and, you know, top local based businesses, top service based business. But starting a business with a service is the easiest way to get into business by far. Because a product-based business means you need to create that product. You either need to source that product to get it manufactured, you need to design it, you know, something. So believe it or not, the easiest way is to actually start a service-based business because you can just do something for someone and in return, they pay you money. And then you just repeat that as often as possible. And when you're ready to scale, then the idea is to hire other people and let them do that service and you pay them a portion of what you get. So for instance, if you have a cleaning business and that cleaning business is, I don't know what the rates are, but let's say it's $150 uh, a week to clean someone's home for whatever, um, 
you know, whatever specs and all that, then that means you can pay an employee, you know, I don't know, $75, half of it. So you keep half and they scored half of that as their income, whatever that comes out to be. If they, it takes them a few hours to do it, then that's $22, $23 an hour. Not, not too bad. Um, so that's what you have to remember in business is that first you do the service, collect a payment. After that, you start to branch out and uh, subcontract or uh, get actual employees so that way you don't have to do all the work and you can actually grow the business. All right. But that'll be different topics for different days. Just kind of letting you see the end game uh, for this, um, which always sounds very appealing to have employees and, and have other people do it for you. So are you ready to dive into these nine tips? We're going to dive in um, right now, nine tips or steps, if you will, to getting going with the service based business. All right. Number one on the list is um, logo and branding. All right. Now, this is important. You don't want to skip this and you don't want to skimp out on this. Um, there are many places online that you can you know, get logos if, if you are not a graphic designer uh, or anything. You know, obviously, you know about Fiverr, um, Upwork. Uh, those are good places to start. But uh, also look at places like 99designs is a good place um, because you pay um, – to, to put your concept out there. And then you get the idea is you can get up to 99 uh, concepts or people um, with their ideas on it and all that, then, then you pay. So definitely check that website out as well. Uh, it's 99designs, um, you know, but but that, that might be a good place to start so you can get an idea and get different uh, concepts. And that's what I always recommend. Try to get two to three different concepts. So even if you go on Fiverr, Upwork and get someone, try to look for two to three different people to do your logo and pay the money for it. So, um, you know, it, it's it seems like it might be costly, but I'll, I'll tell you the logo and the brand is everything to a business. When you think of every popular business out there, um, anything from McDonald's to Apple to all that, uh, you know, Amazon and any business out there you can think of that you use um, or that others use and you know are popular, um, their brand stands out. Like you can't really imagine that company without that brand. So you need to do the same for your company at a smaller scale, but you still need to do that. Um, now, to go along with logos, another thing we need to do, let's move into step two, is come up with a mission statement for your uh, business. So w what is your mission statement or kind of your, your tagline or even more than that, you know, who your target audience is, what it's going to be about. That's That should be wrapped into your mission statement. So I'll give you an example, but when I started my um, DJ business, uh, I didn't do this, in, uh, you know, at first on purpose, I just kind of, um, fell into kind of doing this and, and this tagline and this way of doing business. But, you know, I was, uh, I'm, I'm not really an introvert, but I'm not also totally a, you know, crazy party animal extrovert kind of guy and all that. So I'm kind of in the middle. So when I thought about that, I said, well, my DJ business is kind of like that too. Um, so in what I did is my mission statement and my target audience always was uh, basically in the middle. In other words, I was looking for people who wanted a DJ for their wedding, who was not going to be over the top and a club DJ, but also wasn't going to be, you know, boring and not be able to get the music going and everything. So I was kind of somewhere in between and I sold my services as such, because that way, number one, they know what they're getting, but number two, maybe no one, no one else is advertising themselves that way. So then that means that 
people gravitate to me. And that's what happened for a lot of, you know, smaller weddings and a lot of uh, people that are a little more conservative and all that. They gravitated to me over a lot of these other big hype companies because they didn't want that. Um, so that that's where there was a match. So if you have some sort of business where maybe those guitar lessons, maybe you have a specific a spin or type of person you're looking for. Maybe you know how to play and teach jazz very well, but you don't want to. You just want to do, you know, I don't know, rock music or whatever else or vice versa. Then you can kind of put that into your mission statement, what it is that you do and stay true to that. And that's who you're going to attract. Um, you know, so keep that in mind. Don't skip over it. The mission statement should be on different marketing materials. It should be on your website once you get one and all that. So um, keep that in mind. Uh, let's move on to number three, which is creating operating manuals. Now, this might not seem very important, but I would definitely caution you to not skip this at all. The reason is in the beginning, when you have a service-based business, you are everything. You are providing that service. You are the admin. You are answering the phone. You are the marketing person. You handle the finances. You literally do every area of that business, right? Sales, you know, so you do everything. And in the beginning, when I said that the goal eventually for a service-based business for most in order to scale is to bring on people either by subcontracting or getting employees um, and having them do it while you sit back and run the company, how will you ever be able to do that if you don't have operating manuals telling people uh, how and what to do? Uh, based on when you started the company. So that's very key from the beginning is to, you know, write down and detail everything, how you do it. Um, you know, think about like a franchise. Whenever you walk into a McDonald's or a Subway or a Best Buy or, you know, a, you know really any other type of fr franchise out there, you get the same experience from one place to another. That's not by mistake. That's not, you know, by, you know, some miracle that happens, it's because they all have operating manuals. When someone gets hired at Subway or McDonald's, they are given the same exact onboarding message or in material that someone, you know, someone in New York gets that same messaging material and same materials as somebody in LA. And what happens is the way they make the food and everything else also is exactly the same. They're following the same exact recipes and the same exact, you know, way of building the sandwiches. So again, why is that important? Because that way somebody else can replicate what you're doing. And many people fear that um, someone can then, if they know all that, then they can just start their own business. But that's not true. Uh, people don't start their own McDonald's or their own Subway. You know, if they're working for someone else, that's the type of person they are. They're not an entrepreneur. They want to work for someone else and just collect money. Um, they don't want to start their own business. Otherwise, they would have already. So don't skip doing the operating manuals. It's very, very important to go um, outlining how you do things and have it separated, you know, marketing, and then have your different tactics that you do, how you do it, you know, what the process is, inbound sales. When somebody contacts your organization, what is the process for that? Um, you know, you need to take their name first, the number, you call them back within a day uh, and you tell them that, you know, whatever your process is, put it in the operating manuals so that you have it. And then that way, anyone you hire, you're able to give them that portion of it, whatever they need and say, here, here's how we do uh, task X or tax, task Y. Um, so definitely, definitely have operating manuals. I did not do that with the DJ business. That's why I was 
always remaining small. It was only me. I was never able to hire new people because it would have been a daunting task to train somebody. It would have been a lot of time. But if I had, let's say, a 50-page document that outlined how I did everything, um, because with uh, a wedding DJ, it is very particular. I, I, I had a certain way of how I met with brides, how I went over everything, how I did sales with them, how I handled payments with them, um, how I did the planning when I reached back out, you know, the whole timeline of everything. And then, of course, on the day of the wedding, how I did things as well. So everything was very, very calculated. But the problem is it was just in my head. It was never written down anywhere, which means if I brought somebody on board, I would have to spend time with them to, you know, data dump that out of my head into them rather than having an operating manual that I can give to them and say, here you go, here's how we do business. And and this is what I expect you to do. Um, so it's very important to, to do that. So hopefully you get it with operating manuals and you're on board with that. Um, and even if you don't think you'll get employees, still do it because I didn't think that in 2004 either. But over the last several years, I've wanted to bring people on board and expand it out more. I just never got to doing that because, again, it was just going to be too much of an undertaking. And I've been doing more and more online and decided to go that route. Um, but number four is where we are at next. Um, get a web presence. So if you notice, this is number four on the list. We've done a logo. We've done a mission statement. We've, we've done operating manuals of how we're going to do things. And then now we're looking to get online and get out into the public. Um, you know, get a web presence, um, basically a hub. And I say a web presence because it does not have to be a website right away. It can be a Facebook page, um, which I do recommend uh, because Facebook pages have so many new features recently that it can almost act like a uh, website or landing page of sorts because you have those action call to action buttons on there where you can um, arrange it so they have a bots talking to someone and intake people. You can have a uh, link that goes somewhere. You can have a link for people to call you really depends how you want to do it in the beginning, what your call to action is going to be. You can even have people get quotes on there. You can put specific questions and answers and then it directs them down a certain path and, and using programs like ManyChat, which I do recommend. You can even create a bot to interact with people and capture their information. So there's so much you can do there uh, with it. Uh, the other thing you can do if you'd prefer is you can also have a one page landing page using email programs like MailerLite or MailChimp and uh, a host of other, uh, programs out there. Basically all the email programs offer, um, you know, the ability to do landing pages and things like that. So I do recommend that I personally use MailerLite. Everyone knows that. And I do recommend them. They have some good pages on there. But, but yeah, get a web presence. You don't need to do it right away in terms of a website. But if you do want to get a website, I mean, I do recommend that ideally if you have the budget or time, obviously it is best to get a website going on. People do like websites. But I'm just saying if that's going to be your stumbling block to start a service-based business is a website, then don't worry about it. Just have a hub as a Facebook business page or a landing page or both. Um, now, another uh, point that I will make about a web presence or a website is if you are going to get a website off the bat or soon afterwards, once you start getting some sales, I do recommend one of two things. Number one, either learn um, how to, whatever platform you're going to do a website on 
you know, first I prefer WordPress for, you know, info type websites and service based websites. Um, some people like Squarespace and other, you know, uh, websites, but whatever it is, um, learn it to the best of your ability very well or uh, hire out you know, hire somebody to do it because I can't tell you how many bad websites I see. And I have clients all the time or prospective clients come to me for me to either um, do their website or do their social media, especially to do their social media. And when I ask for their website, I, I almost refuse the client because I tell them, look, I can't send traffic to this website. I know it's not going to convert and it's going to be a poor reflection on, on my service, on my work. Um, but it's true. You know, if we're paying all kinds of money on ads on Google or Facebook to drive people to a website that A, doesn't look appealing and B, it's not set up to convert because there is a science and an art to doing that to making sure it converts as far as where things are on a website and everything, um, then I don't feel comfortable taking that person on as, as a client unless they're going to want me to also do their website or have somebody else do their website so that it can fall in line with how it should be. Um, you know, so don't take that lightly. I had for the longest time somebody do my website, that DJ business, and it wasn't until about 2012, I believe it was, that I started doing my own website. And that's because for the year before, a whole year from early 2011 on, I actually studied WordPress. I bought myself a WordPress book. I think it's called Teach Yourself WordPress Visually. It might even still be around. It's a very good book. Um, it, it's nothing but huge, colorful images on each page telling me how to do things. And what I did is I learned WordPress so good that I was able to get on, build a website. And this is while I still had it active from my, you know, former uh, website manager. And um, I I made sure it was very good. And then I transferred it over um, and and did my own websites after that. But I learned it. It took me over a year, uh, but I was fine with it because I already had the website. I just knew I wanted to eventually get control of it so that I can change it as often as I want without having to pay a webmaster. Now, if you're not willing to do that, then you need to find someone you can pay to get a website done. Again, you can find places like Upwork to do it, local-based businesses and, and things like that. I would not recommend going to Fiverr uh, for it unless by referral you know someone there who can do quality, quality um, work. Uh, possibly Fiverr Pro could be an option then since it's, it's more of an undertaking. But that's a few words about website. I just think that they need to look good and they need to be ready to convert. If they don't have those two... Um, you know, going on for it, then it, it's going to be tough uh, to be able to convert and make sales. Um, next, number five, post your business in all local type directories. And that would be things like Facebook groups, marketplace where appropriate, um, Craigslist and all other types of local sites like this. Another one that you can do would be bark.com, B-A-R-K, bark as in bark like a dog. And uh, Bark.com is like a lead service. You sign up and you can get leads in your area. It's sort of like Thumbtack, which is another local-based one you can do, Thumbtack. Um, so those are, are all good options to put your business. But basically, get it out there. Put it out there everywhere if you're a local-based business. Um, you know, that's, that's the mistake that people make is they create a website and they think magically that, you know, people are just going to pour into the website and find it. It's not going to happen. So make sure you put it in all local-based businesses 
and make sure you definitely uh, create a create a Google My Business account for it. So that that is huge. So a local based business has to have a Google My Business um, listing, in my opinion, because when you Google that name, um, it would come up off to the right, your Google profile in the search engine, um, al along with the, all your business information. So if you're ever, uh, if you ever Google in, in your area, like Best Buy or any other major company that you know is going to have this, you'll see their Google, you know, Google my business listing or any other local business. Um, you'll notice it, it comes up. And I remember when I first learned about Google my business and put my DJ company on there, um, it was huge uh, because I started getting more hits and being able to see those analytics and everything. Because whenever anyone searched for a DJ company in the town I was in, um, it popped up all the time automatically. So even if they didn't search it by the company name because they didn't know the company name yet, let's say, um, it's still going to pop up. So definitely do Google My Business is very huge. Okay. Uh, number six, don't be afraid to spend some ad dollars on, you know, and drive some traffic. And maybe that's from your Facebook to a landing page to capture information or Google ads would even be better, um, you know, to, to capture some traffic. Now, Google ads, why would that be better? Because it's intent based. And what that means, it's intent based marketing, which means someone searched Google for, um, you know, let's say, uh, you know, I don't know, flooring service in whatever town you're in. So they're already looking for somebody to do flooring for them or for somebody to do cleaning or whatever your service is. So now in the search results, if your ad pops up at the top and they click it, they're going to go to your landing page or your website and be able to take action, hopefully, if it's optimized properly. And, um, and, and that's how you can get a prospect or a customer. Um, now, you know, that's their intent. They're already searching for that. But on Facebook, it's a little bit different. You're targeting people by interest most of the time and their behaviors and, you know, their demographics. So they're scrolling through Facebook and they're not thinking about flooring at all. They're not thinking about guitar lessons at all. It's not to say they're not interested in them, but they're not thinking about it at that moment. They're scrolling through their feed and maybe they're looking for something else. Maybe they're in the middle of being at work or in the, you know, somewhere else that they should not even be using their phone. Um, and they're doing that quickly. So when they see your ad, they may or may not take action because that's not their intent. That's not what they're there for. So that's the only issue with Facebook marketing uh, or Facebook ads is that. Um, now it is good for brand awareness, however, because when you're targeting people in your local area and they keep seeing that in their feed, um, it's going to create that brand awareness. And then one day when they are thinking about that uh, and they see it again in their feed, now they will take action because they've seen it more often. So it is still very key. I'm not saying Facebook ads are bad, but if you're looking to get prospects um, quickly, then I think Google ads is your uh, play. And again, you need to learn Google ads or get someone who can help you with um, those Google ads. So don't be afraid to spend some ad dollars to drive traffic. Uh, think about your ROI for your business. So if you're a cleaning business or you're a uh, handyman business, figure out what each client average might, you know, give you in revenue and come up with your budget that way. So if you were to spend a couple hundred dollars per month in, um, you know, Google ads, um, what will your return be like on that? So you spend that $200, but that, through that $200, you know you get 
10 prospects, which also brings you about four customers. And those four customers are worth, I don't know, let's say $2,000 to you. Then that means that's a good trade-off. You know, you spent $200 to get $2,000 of revenue. That's not bad at all. Um, you know, just like when I, during that DJ business, I did advertise on places like The Knot and Wedding Wire. And I know some people fought hard against it, did not want to advertise when that first became popular. Uh, I did, and I was spending about 150 a month. But again, most um, wedding clients to me were almost $1,500. So if I book someone and make, let's say $1,500 and I paid 150 for that month. I mean, even one customer that month, I'm already ahead of the game. That's all I need to do is book one person from that advertising. And I did. Most of the times I booked one to three a month uh, from that $150. So I was making very good um, ROI on that. And, you know, you have to think that way for your business. You know, is it worth your while for the $100, 200 300 400 that you spend? But what are you going to get back for that? That's what you have to look at. Um, so don't be afraid to spend some ad dollars in the beginning. You have to get your name out there in front of people somehow. You can't just create a company and all of a sudden everybody knows who you are. Um, again, you don't have to, um, but it, it just might take a little bit longer if you're only going with the previous one where you're putting your business in local type places. You can get some traction that way too. But if you really want to speed it up, don't be afraid to spend a little bit in ad dollars um, with whatever budget makes sense for you. Uh, number seven, network with others that are similar to your business. So that would be uh, a good example of that would be like a mortgage broker um, when they uh, network with real estate agents would be a good example of that. Um, another example might be a, a pest control uh, person uh, networking with a landscaper, let's say, um, you know, or vice versa. So um, those are all good uh, examples. Another one might be a photographer and a DJ, um, you know, so those are all good examples and you want to look for those in your business look for similar type businesses that are in your field but not necessarily the same type of business um and network with those people you know reach out to them and, and let them know you know hey i'm a longtime resident here in you know whatever town and i have a new business doing x and y you know if i'd like for you to check out my website you know and uh, go from there you know maybe send maybe that's sending them a message on facebook and reaching out but i do like the phone calls better um you know, to, to give that touch since it is service and local based. Um, so, be, you know, don't be afraid to reach out and, and do some networking uh, and all that good stuff. Um, number eight, be consistent and build a voice on social media. So we already talked about getting established with social media, but after that, you need to build um, a presence on there by having a specific voice and also being consistent. The biggest problem and, and pet peeve that I see on Facebook, for example, are people who create a page, they post every now and then whenever they feel like it, and then they say that Facebook is awful um, and there's no traffic, no algorithm, no customers, and all that. And my response to that is that there is no plan. There is no consistency. So from my Facebook pages, my e-commerce pages, and when I had the DJ business um, on, on full speed ahead, um, I had a plan for it. I had a consistent posting schedule and it was always going out. And right now for my e-commerce businesses, I do as well. So I have two brands right now that I consistently post three posts per day in each of those Facebook groups at six. So I have six posts per day going out on auto 
because I planned it ahead of time on auto using my uh, scheduling tool. Um, I use Social Champ, by the way. You can get a free trial of that uh, by going to sidebusinesslaunch.com slash social tool if you want to check it out. But their plans start at $10 a month, and I've tried every single one out there. Trust me. I've tried every social tool you can think of on the on the web. And um, for everything that you get, they absolutely are the, are the best. But again, that's a different story for a different day. But yeah, that's who I use. And, um, you know, ever since I've began using them, they've made my life so much easier with scheduling that I've been able to be more consistent. But every single day, those posts go out like clockwork because a couple times a week I sit down and I post a bunch of content, or I should say I queue it up and schedule a bunch of content um, automatically using that tool so that this happens. But when you get consistent content out there, social media channels like that, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, it doesn't matter. When you see, when they see consistent posts coming out all the time, it's like it builds your credibility and they show your posts more. Uh, They don't want the hobbyist user that posts once every couple of weeks and, and all that. They want the person that is taking it seriously and contributing a good amount of content and quality content to their platform. So be consistent, build a voice. And what I mean by build a voice is have a unique um, voice out there. Are you, is it more of a serious vibe? Is it funny? Is it, you know, what is it, you know, and take a look at Wendy's and what they've done over the last few years with their social media, look on their Facebook and especially on their Twitter. Um, they've been known for being very, uh, funny and, and, and salty to, towards other brands and everything. And that's just who they are on there, but now they're kind of known for that. So that's helped them build even more of a name. So, uh, be consistent, have a voice, And number nine, uh, our last one, offer specials in the beginning and ask for referrals in exchange for discounts. So this is very huge. In my former life as an insurance agent and financial professional, um, referrals were everything, um, you know, to build that clientele. And you need to do the same thing in a business. So if you, for instance, do someone's, um, do guitar lessons for a family, like we talked about, um, you can ask them for referrals and give them a discount. So if they pay you weekly or monthly, give them a 10% discount if they offer any names of people that might be interested. But don't wait for them to give you the names. They're not going to. You need to be active and actually ask them. You need to be active and actually ask them, you know, hey, who else do you know that might benefit from these guitar lessons that I'm giving your son or daughter? Um, You know, ask them for some names. You know, who else do you know that can benefit from, you know, this, um, you know, marketing service I'm doing for you or handyman service or who else do you know that's getting married in the next year that I can talk to about being their DJ? You know, so, you know, ask for referrals. If you don't ask, the answer is definitely no. They're not going to always think about um, doing that for you. So definitely ask who else do they know and give them some sort of incentive for that. All right. So that is number nine. So this has been nine tips to get you started and get you going with a local or service-based business. Uh, Hopefully you've uh, enjoyed it, gotten some value. If you want to have some more conversation around it, um, you know, visit the group, the Facebook group, sidebusinesslaunch.com backslash Facebook. That will bring you right to the group. Uh, If you're not a member, join. If you are a member, uh, great. Definitely post in there any questions you have on on this, thoughts. Would definitely like more conversation around uh, getting a local-based business um, going. And local-based businesses can be a lot of fun. We have a lot of people in the group who have them. Again, I've had it in the past. And um, 
you know, it's nice to connect with people in your community. It's nice to offer something and see something uh, grow. So especially this day and age, utilizing a lot of these technology and things we've talked about, um, it's very easy to get out there quickly. I feel that if you follow these nine steps, uh, within a month, you can have um, multiple customers and already earning income. Uh, there's no reason why you would not. Um, so this is definitely a um, way to to do that. So any questions, uh, again, join the group, uh, reach out to me there. Uh, let me know which uh, questions you have or maybe you have success stories around this uh, and you want to share. Uh, you can do that uh, as well. So don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for uh, checking it out. And I will see you in the next episode.